near my house, there's a Chuck E. Cheese, and I walk past it a lot because it's on my way to Target. And Dash. I'm always like, I know you need a kid to go to <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So where can I buy one? Where can I get a kid to take me? Like, if I, like, take my little baby niece, she's not even a year old. I think you can swing it. I think you could make it maybe work. Right? And just, they'd be like, she's too young. And be like, she, she gets it. She gets the idea. She loves skee-ball. Okay, wait. Wait, bad idea or great idea? A business where you, like, rent out, <laughs> where you, like, rent children so you can do the things <laughs> that it's only socially acceptable to do with kids. I love this idea. Like, there would be a firm vetting process. Of course. Naturally. Of course. Um, but is this a brilliant, am I a genius? I think this is a great idea, especially, like, I mean, like, what are places that you can't get into without a kid? Definitely Chuck E. Cheese. I think that might be it. In a school. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying it, I was, like, trying to think of what the other places are, like, and I was like, you know what? It might just be Chuck E. Cheese. This is a great business model, I for sure, but, like, what are the places we're trying to get into? <laughs> <laughs> What's the goal? Welcome to Disastrous. Uh, it's the show where we talk about, you know, large scale fuck ups. Yeah. Just a bunch of uh, shit showery and uh, whoops a fuckery and <laughs> yeah, like we said, nonsense. And it is spooky season. Oh Ooh. my God. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Ghouls um, and gals. Ghouls and gals and ghosts and witches. And it's going to be great. So for spooky season to kick her off, mm-hmm. to kick her off, we say like three weeks into October. I know, Two right? Weeks, I was like, whatever. it's almost the end of October. Whoops. Whatever. We were sick. Um, so for spooky season part one, we are going to talk about some scary movies yes that had on set oopsies mm-hmm. so both planned horror and unplanned horror girl and which is actually i'm so excited to do this Not, like actually like i'm surprised like i haven't been excited to these do. past 13 episodes have been really <laughs> fucking annoying like, to do but this one <laughs> this is the one i'm excited about no so it's, it's so fascinating to me because doing this research, you know, we talk about like all of this unplanned stuff like breweries dumping, you know, millions of gallons of beer all over a town or, you know, starting forest fires and stuff like that. And these are just big whoopsies, but like a horror movie that is supposed to terrorize the audience, but there's just terror all around it. It's... Uh, I, I don't know. I, there are so many that I kind of wanted to pick. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but like I had like four that I was choosing between. I had no idea there were so many. I knew that there were a lot of, and we'll do this in a future episode, like mm-hmm. just general movie, movie whoopsies, you know? Yeah. But Alec like, Baldwin. Oof. I know. Beef. Like it, up until today, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez. Um, but, like, when, even when you narrow it down to horror movies, it feels like that's where a lot of them are stemming from. I know. It's nuts. Um, well, so this is disastrous. Disastrous. I, oh. fucked, up, I <laughs> fucked up our podcast name. 
And you can guess who we are. <laughs> yeah, just guess. You can tell the difference between our voices now, right? Cool. My mom will be like, wait, which one is you again? I'm like, God My damn it, mom. Same. She'd be like, I can't figure out the difference. But anyway, I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. Yes. And this is Disastrous, the podcast. Do you want to go first? I sure would. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Um, okay. I'm talking about The Exorcist. <sighs> Ooh. Girl, I like, I literally just covered my eyes. I was like, I can't, I can't watch. Have you seen it? Yes. I saw the, um, the re-release in theaters when I was like 13. Yeah. Girl. Uh-uh. It scared the shit out of me. Like the 13-year-old shit. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching it. <laughs> I was. You took a break. I was like texting my friend and I was like, yeah, I'm going to cover The Exorcist. And she was like, okay, but have you seen it? And I was like, no. And she was like, you have to watch it. And I was like, fine, I guess. So. Dude, don't feel bad watching it. for mine. I didn't watch it. I was, I was talking oh, well. to one of my friends. I was like, I should watch it so I don't sound like a poser. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get around to that. <laughs> but like the thing is like even like doing all this research and kind of knowing like the plot synopsis and also like kind of like the behind the scenes of a lot of the big spooks. Mm-hmm. It still kind of got me oh, so really? far. Oh my God. I have like yeah. 30 minutes left. So oh girl, um, oh, I'm so, I'm excited to get back to so it. So spooky. Okay. Okay. So it's based on a novel actually mm-hmm. that was published in 1971. And the novel was actually inspired by an article in the Washington post about a boy in Maryland who, like, apparently got an exorcism. Okay. So it's, like, based on a true story. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, yada, 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 trapped in a Catholic psych ward, no proof that the boy was actually possessed, because, like, of course there's no proof the boy was actually possessed. Right. Um, but, like, his parents said they saw shit move. So William Blatty releases the book, and then in 1973 they turn the novel into the film. Okay. which uh, it was directed by William Friedkin. It's about a 12-year-old girl named Reagan McNeil, who's played by Linda Blair, who mm-hmm. absolutely crushed. Yeah. Oh, she, oh my God. Yeah. She destroyed <gasps> that part. Um, wow. For a child actor? Yeah. Phenomenal. For a child actor doing something traumatizing? Um, and this 12-year-old girl starts like having these bouts of bizarre behavior, uh, her mom, Chris McNeil, who's played by Ellen Burstyn, another absolute sleigh in that film. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, crushed. Um, she contacts a priest who recommends, like, doing an exorcism. Da, 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 da. Pretty simple, you know, movie plot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the two priests are played by Jason Miller and Va- Max von Sydow. Um, okay. Jason Miller as a hunk in this film. (laughs) Yeah. 1970s hunk. I think it's because he like looks sad the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to think for sad boys. I don't know. Mm, A little puppy. (laughs) Jason Miller can get it. (laughs) So just to give a little bit more kind of like exorcist background, the movie was a total success. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like sold out. People waited online for hours to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they re-released it somewhat recently. 
Um, it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It won two, adapted screenplay and sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it spawned two sequels. <laughs> Did you see either sequel? Nope. I didn't know there were sequels. <laughs> I, I don't think you need to know that there are sequels, <laughs> to Great. be honest. Skip it. It's considered like the best horror movie, one of the best horror movies of all time. Absolutely. It's innovative. It's groundbreaking. Iconic, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even not having seen it, I, like, recognized a lot of imagery from Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it made $428 million worldwide. In the 70s? So if you think about how expensive tickets are now and you, like, adjust it, it, it would have slash did make over $1 billion. Oh, my God. That's like, insane. Holy fuck. Holy shit. It, like, would have started an earthquake and, like, you know, we'd have a whole nother disaster to, I know. to cover. Like, oh, my. That kind of money is insane. It's it's bonkers. Um, and I'm like, please, uh, could I get a $2 tip? I know, right? <laughs> I was I'm just like, about I, to say, I was like, I know you and I both can't wrap our heads around that kind of money. We're like, what does that literally. even mean? I'm like at the the cafe I work at, like doing research and like literally yeah. being like, mm, someone tipped me $1. The gods have smiled upon me. <laughs> like push your little tip cup towards the front of the counter and be like, please, please. My precious. <laughs> so, should have given you a cut of that exorcist money. I know, God. honestly. Where's where's, where's your cut? <laughs> Ellen, Ellen Burston, please stop by. Help me out. Um, the movie had a lot of issues, though, coming to the big screen. Okay. Uh, they shot. They started shooting in 1972. And shooting was scheduled to last 105 days, but it ended up taking over 200 days. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so like major delays there. Um, the film went $12 million over budget. I was going to say, I was like, with double the filming time, you're looking at insane yeah. money being spent. Um, a lot of the delays were because the set was damaged a few times. Um, there was a sprinkler system that was activated. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Um, and then the really fucking spooky thing is that there was a fire on the set that burned down, you know, the interior of the house. Right. All of it burned down except Reagan's room. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. How spooky. Because the devil was in there. The devil is in it. <laughs> the devil's in it. <laughs> Hello, mother. Uh, <laughs> there was also um, this 10-foot statue of Pazuzu, which is like the demon antagonist figure. And it was shipped to Hong Kong instead of Iraq. And there was a two-week delay because of that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, where's the freaking statue? Oh, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, build that shit out of cardboard. I'm tired. Dude, we're literally waiting on a prop. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, just CGI it in. Just what year is it? Add it in post. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> just just hold up a picture and shoot from like really close up so it looks giant. Or I really don't see any problems away. with that. It's, it's the seventies. What what do you even want from us? Still be scary. Fucking. Also, it's like 
they had so many really good Pra- like practical effects going on right i wouldn't be mad if there was like oh that's a goofy fucking looking statue like whatever <laughs> whatever i don't care is there a pottery place around here <laughs> as theater kids we know the term fake it yeah do that yeah just do that i feel Figure like you're out whatever if we were there we would have fixed this problem yeah whatever And then we would have had a a cut of that sweet, sweet exorcism money. That's right. We wouldn't be looking for $2 tips, baby. No, not us. We'd be giving them out. (laughs) Except they'd be $3. What's up? Oh, my God. I would would tip. I already tip well. I would be one of those people who, like, BuzzFeed writes an article about if I had Mm -hmm. $428 million, who's like, I found a needy waitress and gave her a $5,000 tip. You know those articles? I think about that all the time. Like, if I... <laughs> I think about it so much. And I'm like, if I had just so much money, if I was, like, rich and famous, I would just, like... And I, yeah, like you, already tip really well because it's just... That's how you are as a server. Yeah. That's that, who you yeah. become. And so I'm like, 40% tip, 50% tip. Great, good. And I think, like, if I had enough money i would just be dropping like huge tips mm. on everybody i see barista 100 bucks you know like whatever Hell just yeah. going for it but Ugh. someday <laughs> ah sigh <laughs> so. wistful sigh it's gonna oh, be great oh god there were lots of onset accidents injuries and deaths So Linda Blair um, suffered from a lower spinal fracture because she wasn't strapped in properly to the bed as it was being, like, rocked around. Shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Who's going to be like, is she okay? Well, she went on to develop scoliosis. No, mother... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no. (laughs) No, not really. No. What what was she in? Spider-Man, turn off the dark? I know, right? well, yeah, there are in. harness issues. Classic. Linda Blair also suffered a lifelong aversion to cold. To the cold? <laughs> yeah. Because the room she was filming in was constantly kept refrigerated so you could see the character's breath. You can see their breath. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she like finished this movie and was like, I never want to be cold again. It's like, I need a heated blanket with me 24-7. She's like, I'm going to move to Florida with all of my sweaters. Nobody contact me. Yeah, I, like, didn't know what that meant. But I do like the fact that they just, like, refrigerated the room. I think that's so fun. And, like, again, super good filmmaking. It's good filmmaking. Exactly. I actually was watching a movie today where I was like, they were supposed to be, like, out in the freezing cold in the mountains. And I was like... I can't say see either of their breath. Like, yeah, that feels weird. Like, and I can. It's not as windy as it would be in. I don't know. It like takes you out of it and like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellen Burstyn, uh, again the mother, she suffered a coccyx. Oh no, coccyx. Uh, A butt bone fracture (laughs) from being flung against a wall. So. When Reagan like slaps her and she flies against the wall, the take that they used in the movie, she is screaming out in pain. 
and everyone's just like, Queen, give her an Oscar. Bravo, bravo. Snap, snap, snaps all around. Actually injured. Yeah, literally. She couldn't film for two weeks and she had to use crutches for the rest of the production. Oh my God. In 2018, she called this injury a permanent companion. <laughs> Sorry. That's. She's like, I'll always remember my time on The Exorcist because I can't sit down normal now. <laughs> and companion makes it sound like she's like, just, you know, here and, you know, we, we get along, all right? And uh, keep you company. <laughs> I get it. I have, uh, like, chronic back pain that flares up every now and again. And I'm like, hmm, my old friend. Old friend. We know each other so well. <laughs> How I detest you. <laughs> but I guess um, thanks for being here for me through everything. <laughs> always can count on you to come back if I run too much. <laughs> So a uh, uh, carpenter on set cut off his thumb. A, a lighting technician also lost a toe. You need those. Yeah. You your need your toes, and your toes. And especially your thumbs. Yeah. It's um, there were a total of nine deaths surrounding the movie. So two of them were cast members. Jack McGrowan, who played Burke Dennings, the um, like movie director, he died before filming Wrapped, I believe, and his character also like dies in the movie, um, which is spooky Shit. because so Vasiliki Maliaros also died before the film was finished, and his character also dies in the movie. Oh my god! Yeah. That's so um, many deaths to have in a movie that way too many. Yeah, I think they were mostly like like health related things or like condition. It's not like anyone died like on set from an on set thing, you know, okay. like thankfully. But like still, it's like like this, you know, aura of this like exorcism curse. It's a cursed movie set. It's so oh one of the refrigeration technicians died during production a night watchman died. Linda Blair's grandfather died during the first week of production. Max von Sydow's brother died on the first day of shooting, and they had to delay for that. And then an assistant cameraman lost his newborn child during shooting. Oh, my God. Like, when you're on a big movie, it's, like, so many people. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not crazy to think that, like, there would be a lot of kind of, like, somewhat connected deaths. Right. But it's, like... It's still a little spooky to hear them all, like, one after the other. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Especially, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, people's grandparents die. You know, that's not that uncommon. But, like, to have, like, multiple set workers die and yeah. just, like, and cut their phalanges off. Uh, spooky. We'll get, spooky. there's more later on, like, what things was like on set. Okay. You know, because yeah. it wasn't the best. I'm not saying that, like, people died because of it, but, like, it wasn't the best. Right, right, um, right. So on top of all the death, there was also murder. <gasps> Tell me everything. Oh, my gosh. In the scene where she's getting her blood drawn uh-huh. and they're, like, taking, you know, an MRI scan or whatever, there's a man who is like a radiologist, nurse, technician, or whatever. And his name is Paul Bateson. 
He was convicted of killing a reporter in 1979. <gasps> he confessed, but no one really knows like why he confessed. Like if he was telling the truth, if he just wanted a lighter sentence. Oh my God, why did he kill the reporter? Did he have a motive? No motive, no nothing. There was reason to suspect he might have been connected Again, this is all, you know, alleged or whatever. Right. Um, to a string of murders of gay men in the 1970s. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was this, like, blood technician guy? It was, like, this radiologist who was, like, in this movie. And oh I was watching it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's him. Oh, my God. That's so creepy. Yeah. And they, like, kept him in the movie. Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> well, they could have cut him out, actually, afterwards. I'm just saying, okay, so just, just, I'm just saying, you know when all of that um, Army Hammer stuff came out? They had to, like, refilm a movie without him. Also, like, looking at Star Wars, like, if we can add fucking Jabba the Hutt into episode four, mm-hmm. then we can put a put a new man in over top yeah. of this murderer. Yeah, just put on the, you know, the new face. Just put Jabba the Hutt in the movie. <laughs> just swap out this, like, radiologist for Jabba the Hutt, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Ellen Burstyn is, like, wearing a metal bikini in the next scene. <laughs> I look over at you, and I'm like, what a mashup. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> okay. I like the new direction. (laughs) Now we're talking. Okay. This is what movies have been missing. (laughs) So it turns out that the director Friedkin was also like a real piece of shit. Great. It was that era of directors like not telling their actors things and then just like letting shit happen. Like, you know, like in Alien, how Mm -hmm. Ridley Scott like didn't tell any of the actors about the chestburster puppet. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, that kind of onset behavior? Like, uh, communication is key. <laughs> and I think you being, like, a, like, artist savant or whatever doesn't super-duper give you the right to traumatize people. It's I, yeah pretty shitty. And if you trust your actors to respond... Then if if they're good actors, that's why you fucking hired them. Let them act. Let them act. And like, there are ways to direct besides scare tactics. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't know. I'm not a director. Yeah. I'm extremely movie illiterate. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be saying this. But like, I feel no. like there are, that might mean you're not a very good director. <laughs> if that's how you can get a response out of your actors. If you're just resorting to just scaring the legit shit out of your actors then like do something different like something's not working whatever it is but you don't need to do that what was it in um the shining who was it um it was uh kubrick oh yes kubrick stanley kubrick stanley kubrick Uh, he like scared the shit out of um shelly duvall thank you shelly duvall and apparently she cried every day and there was a scene where, um, like, there was, like, an axe going through uh, the bathroom yeah. door. The, like, here's Johnny. Yeah, and she didn't know it was coming. They were shooting, and, like, it, she thought they were, like, between takes or something, and the axe came through the door, so <gasps> you get her, like, actual terrified reaction. And she's an amazing actress. I was like, yeah. you, don't, you don't need to do that to Shelly. 
And it's like, I do believe as an actor, it's like, yeah, take advantage of like the happy accidents that happen on set. But like, you don't need to manufacture those things because you don't trust your actors. Exactly. Just trust them to do the job that you hired them to do. Anyway. Well, thank you for coming to our speech. Our segment, Hannah and Amanda Rand. (laughs) Hannah and Amanda on their box in the middle of (laughs) the town square. Hear ye, hear ye. Don't scare your actors. <laughs> so uh, this director for The Exorcist was one of those fuckers. And <laughs> I wrote in my notes, he would do a lot of real life spookums to get the reaction he wanted. <laughs> Stop with the spookums, you dick. He would fire blanks into the air to startle people. He <laughs> slapped a cast member to get the reaction he wanted. They had, like, been doing the same scene over and over, and it was, like, 2.30 in the morning. And the actor was like, I've been pretending to perform last rites on my friend for hours. Like, and he was like, do you trust me? And the actor was like, yeah. And then he fucking slapped him. (gasps) Well, now I don't. Do you trust me? And then I slap you is not (sighs) how you gain somebody's trust. Just Literally, he um, he told Hottie of the Year Jason Miller that <laughs> the <laughs> I'm like accidentally a little in love. <laughs> no, I love it. Oops. Just, just um, hottie of the Year <laughs> of every year. So he told him that the fake vomit that like Reagan spews at him would hit him in the chest, uh-huh. and that's how they rehearsed it. And then when the cameras were rolling, it spewed him in the face. No! No, I hate that. I would real-life vomit if that happened to me. Oh, yeah. What is the fake vomit made out of? Do you know? It's porridge. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, not the grossest, but, like, still. Still. Rude. Um, He would hide rotten meat and eggs on set. What? (laughs) Because in the book... The girl is in like a a state of almost constant diarrhea. Stop. So, so to mimic it, he would hide around meat and eggs, and people would like get sick, and they would have to stop filming. Yes, like people aren't gonna be able to work like that. Yeah, it's he's like to make it realistic, and you're like, well, it doesn't need to. Be realistic. Get some. This isn't. Movie. This is not. This is not Spy Kids 4D with the little scratch and sniff cards. Yeah. This isn't immersive you don't need theater. The smell. What are you doing? <laughs> Cameraman is like retching oh in the God. corner, and he's Literally. like, hey, "See, it's movie magic." And he's like, "This is not movie magic." And it's like I was watching it, and I was like, "I it would not change a single bit of my opinion about this film." If, if the actors were smell. smelling raw meat. Yeah. Or not. Ugh. Is this guy insane? Is he, like, in an asylum now? What happened to him? I think, I think the the author actually fired him. Ooh. I think from maybe the second movie, I, I didn't look into all that because I was kind of, like, bored yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was so over it. Tell me more about Jason Miller. <laughs> <laughs> His sad eyes. I'll read all the articles. Oh my god, I've been going on for so long. But no. 
The last thing I want to tell you about is what happened after the movie came out. Okay. Um, audiences were severely affected by the movie. Mm. People were fainting. People were vomiting. People were running out of the theater. Oh, my God. Which is like, yeah, it's spooky. I don't think it was that spooky. Yeah. It but was to like... be fair, like, I think we probably consume more horror content nowadays. Yes, absolutely. I can't, well, and, you know, you and I have been consuming content since we were little children. Yeah. And I can't envision a scenario in which I would, number one, puke or pass out in a movie theater or yeah. run out unless I had food poisoning. There was one manager of a theater said, we have a plumber practically living here now. <laughs> The smell in this is oh, God. horrific. The smell in the bathroom is awful. Oh. People are rushing in and they're missing the toilet seat by inches. <gasps> what in the Okay, not to be whatever. I don't... What are they what are these people eating that they I know <laughs> so, so like... easily puked up? Like <laughs> truly. Um <laughs> Was it the rancid meat and fish that the director hid in the... Yeah. The director also hid rotten eggs in the theaters. <laughs> like, that I would kind of understand. Now that's kind of cool. <laughs> that is immersive. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Now that's... What is it? smell max <laughs> And that's art. Yes. <laughs> um, one woman in New York apparently miscarried during the film. <gasps> oh, God. Which is like either that's like the kookiest coincidence or like I don't even yeah. fucking know, but that's oh. insane. So, um, so there was a man carried out on a stretcher. Theaters would like have ambulances basically like on hold. Dude, I would go to this movie. Like if if you were just hearing these things and you're like people are puking, passing out, running out of the theater, ambulance on hold. A, you know, plumber, yeah. janitor on hold. I'd be like, we got to see this shit, right? Like, um, there was one man, there were people who would see it more than once. Uh, and there was one man who said, you feel contaminated when you leave the theater. There's something that is impossible to erase. <laughs> and I'm like, this sicko <laughs> just keeps going back. Just He's like, I can't get enough of it. Contaminate me, baby. Oh Let's God. go. Um, there were riots outside of the theaters. Because like anytime you have people waiting for hours for anything, I feel like there's going to be a riot. Yeah, absolutely. Um there was a lot of religious and uh, hysteria. That's naturally. what I thought you were going to say when you said there were riots. I was like, oh, yeah, like the re religious fanatics are going to be like, yeah. this is the devil's work. And I think they were a lot. People were like saying you could get possessed from the film by watching it. Nice. I know. Well, that's cute, Sick. I guess. That's <laughs> um, and then my my absolute favorite... There was, when the movie premiered in Rome, mm -hmm. it was at this theater and across the street, there was a church. During the movie, a bolt of lightning struck the 16th century church, causing the cross to fall to the ground. No. That is so creepy. Isn't that so fun? Oh my God. What? <gasps> the movie had to have done that. 
there's that's insane that's crazy it's what like a three four hundred year old church yeah never struck by lightning before and you know the exorcist comes to town boom baby there it goes <laughs> and the cross falls to the ground spooky <laughs> how far did it fall do you know I, there's no reason no, you should know that. I don't. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> Wait, why do you need to know? <laughs> I was just wondering if it was like, you know, 10 feet tall and the cross just kind of like, That's lame. Kinda, but. <laughs> that's lame. But if it's like five stories high and it falls off and it's like, boom, no, crash. No, I don't know. I can, crush I can look into it and, you know, do a little addendum. But <laughs> no, it's okay. That's the perfect that? way for this film to premiere. Oh my god, that's so crazy! I would absolutely go see it. I'd be like, yeah, let's yeah. see what else happens. Um, and yeah, that is the real life kind of curse of the exorcism. That's a lot. And well, good job. Uh, I am gonna have to Google Jason Miller, obviously. Jason Miller, nineteen seventy-three. Sad haste. Nineteen seventy-three. In my tabs. <laughs> We'll put that in the show notes, uh, just so everybody who wants to, <laughs> to look it up is uh, is more than welcome to. But uh, Hannah called dibs, so. I have something um, kind of, you know, exorcist adjacent. Because okay. my movie is The Omen. I know nothing. Of the movie. Great. I'm going to tell you. I'm a blank canvas. <laughs> so, and that's why they pay me the medium bucks is to tell you. <laughs> so, um, so the Omen was actually created as like um, a fault. Like because the Exorcist was so successful, they were like, oh, mm, let's do this then. People loved that. Oh. We're going to do something else. Kind of like it, but just a little different. Sure. So. Horror movie classic, The Omen, um, was released in 1973, just after The Exorcist. Okay. They were like, yep, that was great. Hop on. Let's do it again. But it is still a horror classic. And what I'm about to, what I'm about to tell you uh, includes multiple explosions, <laughs> lightning strikes, animal nice. attacks, and decapitation. Oh, fuck. And none of these have to do with what happens in the movie. You will not see any of that in the movie. This happened to, like, the cast and crew. Oh, also, like, post-emptive spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for The Exorcist. And I guess spoiler alert for The Omen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, like, in case you guys were wondering, we're going to spoil this shit for you. (laughs) But still watch them. So the premise of the movie is um, the omen follows an American diplomat named Robert Gregory Peck, uh, who, with his wife Catherine Lee Remick, adopts a young boy named Damien, which is like so on the nose for like Mm. a demonic child. Devil child. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, "Mm, call him Damien. (laughs) So uh, Robert, the dad, grows suspicious that his new son may be the Antichrist. (laughs) After death and misfortune fall upon anyone who crosses the boy's path. So, Mm. our adopted son is a devil. Cool, cool, cool. Chill, chill, chill. 
do we know like how long into adopting him he's like this is the antichrist um i like was the 30-day warranty up (laughs) just no takesies backsies man you took him and that's it i'm sure that's how it goes in the movie i'm so sorry i didn't watch it i planned to but then i watched uh the princess switch instead so (laughs) that is okay (laughs) so the kid's the antichrist he you know death and misfortune fall upon all so who makes this movie well it is the brainchild of an executive and born-again christian named robert munger okay and he pitched the idea for the omen to be like the next blockbuster after the exorcist and shortly after munger was quick to warn everyone so they're setting up for the movie everybody's hired and he was like just so you know i still want to make this movie but involving the son of the devil is probably going to curse this set what that feels rude (laughs) to say don't (laughs) it feels so unnecessary why why would why it's also fascinating he came up with the idea yeah he wasn't like adapting something no that's really interesting for a born-again christian Mm -hmm. to do that and i'm sure there's like some some message there i don't think i'm smart enough to figure it out but i i was thinking the same thing i was like hmm a born again christian who's like you know i owe my life to god everything i do is for god let me make this movie about the son of the devil yeah and then tell all the cast and crew that this set will probably be haunted jeez it's like (laughs) you go onto one of those websites that like rates previous employers (laughs) and it's like would not recommend applying to work on this movie is haunted (laughs) one out of five stars do not recommend (laughs) well yeah it seems like this guy is a little cray cray banana pants but um he just straight up tells everybody listen if we're making a film about the devil's child It'll probably be cursed. Weird sure. to say that. Okay. So, first element, lightning strikes. Uh, misfortune struck and uh, falling first upon the o- Omen's protagonist, played by Gregory Peck. Um, he canceled a flight to set for reasons unknown. And then sure. uh, some reports claim that uh, the crew hired a plane to use for the cast, but he ended up not needing it. Either way, he didn't take either like the flight that he was supposed to take or uh, like the private plane um, because the first flight crashed the same day, killing all of the passengers on board. Oh my God. Oh, and it gets worse. And he wasn't on that flight? He wasn't on it. He just, like, decided not to for some He was reason. just like, I'm not going to get on that flight. So more chilling is when the flight hit the ground, it landed on a vehicle with members of the pilot's family inside. Fuck. Dude. What the actual fuck? Holy shit. I know. I, I read that and I was like, I need to read that again. That can't be what it said. 
But yeah, the plane crashed oh. onto the pilot's family. Oh my god. Oh god. Shit. Um, but, you know, uh, the flying incidents didn't stop there. Uh, while Peck was heading to England to shoot scenes for the Omen, his plane was struck by lightning. The plane he actually got on. All good, though. Just a, just a simple lightning strike. <laughs> they got a supercharge. <laughs> they went into turbo mode. <laughs> like, great news. We're going to get there two hours sooner. It's going to be like- great how my brain works and I'm like that's true right that's how it works <laughs> that's how electric cars work if you're lucky enough to get hit by lightning <laughs> like, you save money on your charger for the month <laughs> you never have to charge your car again <laughs> Hannah's working off of superhero science and I like it <laughs> my science I like it a lot. superheroes so oh, uh, Peck wasn't the only member of the production that had the curse traveling with mm-hmm. him. Uh, David Seltzer, the film's writer, took a separate flight to England to join the cast and crew. And his plane was also struck by lightning. No way. How many planes are getting struck by lightning? That feels just so... Is it common and I just don't know? Well, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, maybe it happens all the time and I just don't hear about it. But the fuck? If it does happen all the time, I would like people to continue to not tell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to get on a plane and just be like, one out of ten planes <laughs> get struck by lightning. Yeah, that, I don't need that's those something stats. I can, I can not know. No, no, no. Um, okay, element number two, explosions. Uh, Mace Newfeld, uh, the Omen's executive producer, had an encounter he dubbed, quote, more than coincidental when he, Peck, and others planned to dine out at a restaurant one evening. Um, before they got there for the reservation, they're like, oh, let's just take a walk around the block. It's beautiful here. And boom, uh, the building. No, it didn't was destroyed in a violent explosion. The restaurant was. The restaurant. Dude. So glad I wasn't working that shift. Oh my god. Dude. Can you imagine? Uh, like sorry, I won't I won't. I that, won't that I'm anxiety spiraling. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh reports from the time insisted that the IRA, Irish Resistance Oh, that IRA. Association? Yes, 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 yes. I, Army. Uh, thank you. Right? <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I. <laughs> Sorry, that's my uh, almost history minor coming out. Yeah, like, I yeah, believe I the up I stands for Irish. And yeah. that's about what I know of that. Uh, they had been responsible for several explosions around London at oh. the time. Oh, so it was like... Yeah. I assumed gas leak. Oh, well, I assumed devil. Uh, or oh. the, the Antichrist. Whatever. <laughs> no, just those bloody Irish. I just... <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, uh, the restaurant explosion could have been gas leak, could have been IRA, could have been Antichrist. Uh, yes, I'll, our three options. Our, those are your three and equally probable to you dear listener you pick your favorite so 
Next up, animal attacks. <laughs> nice. Woohoo. Um, great times. So, obviously, anyone listening, this is all sarcasm. We do not love explosions or animal attacks, but no. this is fascinating to say the least because, damn. So, uh, even the omens animal trainers couldn't escape the wrath of the Antichrist. Uh, there's a baboon attack scene, and uh, the crew reportedly put a live baboon in the back of the car with um, Lee Remick, who it plays the mother. And the idea of the baboon in the car was to antagonize the baboons outside the car so that they would attack the car. Okay. And I'm like, this is such like 1970s cinema. Yeah. Right? I think there, again, like with the statue, there are other solutions. Just email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com and Hannah and I will tell you what your other options are. If you're in a pickle and you think, hey, let's put a baboon in a car. We'll just be like, no, no, don't do that. Do this could other just, thing. Could you just play some music that, like, the baboons didn't like? Exactly. Or just, I don't know, can you film baboons, like, uh, attacking, like, a doll or a, a fake baboon that's making, yeah. like, the, you know, antagonizing noises? Like, Yeah, fake baboon. Take some clips off YouTube. Splice them in. 1973 YouTube. Easy peasy. Yep. Got it. Nailed it. So, instead of reaping havoc on the baboons, Mm -hmm. the curse of the omen targeted their trainer. So, the animal trainer hired to assist in the scene was killed the very next day. Um, Yeah. Uh, By a tiger, though. So... Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like, yeah, by a motorcycle accident. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, not a baboon, but it just grabbed his head. Were there tigers in the film? No. It was just like his side job. I think he was, yeah, I think he was just working double shifts or something. So, yeah. um, So, so yeah, the animal trainer uh, that was in charge of the, the baboons, I can't. I don't know why, like, I wrote it like this. I'm like, nothing bad happens with the baboons. Except for the baboon was in the car with Lee Remick. Did it, like, go off at all or no? No. Not that I could find, um, but creepy. Producer Harvey Burner detailed the harrowing death. The trainer was killed by a tiger. It grabbed him by the head and killed him instantly. Yikes. Yeah, um... This one is kind of rough. Uh, when Gregory Peck's stuntman was attacked by by trained Rottweilers in the iconic cemetery scene, they went into a frenzy. <gasps> so, yeah. There was um, a stuntman who was, like, supposed to be attacked by these movie Rottweilers, right? They're well-trained. Trained, yeah. The whole thing. They're actors. Uh well, the dogs attacked the stuntman who had, like, all of this, um, I don't know, garb on. You know, like, have you ever seen those dog attack yeah, like where they, when, they're yeah, training they them? Yeah, they had, like, 
big oven mitts on. Yeah, exactly. So they have a lot of padding on. They have like this big outfit, like a little Michelin man scenario. And they'll like run away and the dogs will attack and the bite. And they normally don't do any damage because it's so thick. Um, yeah. But the dogs ignored the commands from their trainer. And they just like went crazy on this guy. So their trainer was like, release, release, all the, and they wouldn't stop. So, oh uh, my God. Yes. Um, so it was, it caused some heavy injuries. Okay. But side note, mm-hmm. the animals are not to blame. No, no. Don't should... put animals in front of a camera. Animals are going to be animals. Yeah. No matter how well-trained a dog is, it's still got some some animal instincts and yeah and it's got childhood trauma yeah yeah what do you what do you know you don't know anything about this dog's has past and history mixed together is hast hast you get it so uh the last part of the um the curse of the omen is decapitation Oh, God. A special effects designer responsible for designing the Omen's chilling decapitation scene fell victim to one of the most creepy and tragic events. Uh, After moving on, the the show had wrapped, and he was filming his next project. Uh, He was in a head-on car crash that decapitated (gasps) his wife. Oh, my God. I know. And afterwards, he... He drew the comparison to the film. He was like, this, how I designed it for the omen is how it happened to me and my wife. And uh, what's even creepier is uh, there was the, where the site of the crash happened, the crash was pointing towards uh, a town called Omen, O-M-M-E-N. And they were 66.6 kilometers away. (gasps) Fuck off. Dude, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> and of course, there are a lot of things where they're like, oh, coincidence or curse, da da da. There's um, a 2020 documentary series called Cursed Films. Yes. Did you watch yours? Mm-mm. I don't know. I thought. <laughs> Great. Good. Same page. Cool. <laughs> so, great. Equally We're... irresponsible. <laughs> uh, rate, review, and subscribe, kids. So, uh, love the podcast. They do not do enough research. So <laughs> They just had to watch a movie. Oh, like that's all, I literally watched The Princess Switch instead. So irresponsible of me. So, um, you know, there are experts coming in from like, the field of like supernatural investigation, film production, all of this stuff. Um, they entertain this like heavy debate over whether it was curse or coincidence, but it does seem yeah. like a lot of shit befell this production. And like, so, no yeah. matter what, it still is like, even if it's coincidence, it's still so spooky. It's so creepy. Um, yeah. The only afternote, though, is they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this could be coincidence, all of this, you know, creepy stuff. But 
to top it all off, uh, the Omens director, Richard Donner, described receiving, quote, a lot of crackpot threats and, quote, terrible letters that incited explicit violence against anyone involved in the making of this movie. Before it was released? Uh, I believe after it was released. uh, Because there were a lot of, like, religious fanatics and all of this stuff. So they were, like, actually got pushback, not on Twitter. Um, People actually writing, like, letters. God, it's like... It's a movie. Calm down. Everybody relax, okay? It is not the devil's work. It's, to be fair, Christ's work. It's, you know, born-again Christian makes devil movie. You get it? I think he's just playing with too many paradoxes. Exactly. So that is The Omen. Oh, wow. Uh, The Curse of The Omen. And just like... (laughs) Creepy. That but. is wow. Isn't that nuts? Like explosions, decapitation, animal attacks, like yee. They really like hit a lot of the bases. I know, right? <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, we've covered animal attacks <laughs> before, but not like in in addition to a curse or like as part of a curse. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, listen, and any time. <laughs> I was telling my dad about this today, and he was he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I know. Do you want to hear all? Well, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait till Wednesday. You wait till Wednesday. <laughs> this made me like, I've never been a super scary movie person. I was really scared of them as a kid. And mm-hmm. then, like, even now that I'm older I just like don't tend to go like to go out of my way to see them yeah but like I think this October I'm gonna hit it hard I know I was thinking the same thing I was like I've never like the exorcist when I was 13 really got me like it got me good and I was like oh I don't like being scared it's not Mm -hmm. fun like everybody thinks it is for me at least da 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 so like I haven't seen The Ring. I haven't seen, you know, yeah. I'm like, really? That one might fuck me up. Anything scary. I want to see Nope. I know it's, like, already come and gone, but... But, yeah, I, like, need to watch Hocus Pocus. I've never seen that. Yes. Oh, my gosh, I haven't seen that. I mean, I think I was a kid when I saw that. Yeah. But there's um, a new one coming out. There's a new Hocus I Pocus. Know. I don't think it's, good. it's supposed to be good. No? Does it have Bette Midler? Because she's... Yeah an old lady now and I would love to see yeah. how, how she brings it you know like share yeah okay so do you want to tell the kids where to find us and follow us absolutely you can find us on Instagram at disastrous pod feel free to email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com we love hearing about cats we love hearing about mm-hmm. What's your favorite spooky movie? Yes. Curse or coincidence? Question mark. <laughs> disasters do you have coming up? Yeah. Um, what planned disasters do you yeah, have? What? Are you going to make a stink at, at Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh my oh, God. Oh. Uh, you can follow us on uh, iTunes. Please make mm-hmm. sure to rate, review, subscribe. 
Um, it really helps us out. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, well, uh, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.